Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thanks for joining us today here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker, Scott Kirshner, myself. My name is Chris Swan. Here's how I reach out, 419-794-3030. Once again, that phone number, 419-794-3030. Always online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. On today's show, we're going to relate your brain to your retirement plan, and we're betting that an eight-year-old can define the stock market quicker than you. All this and more, but first, let me check in with the guys, Nolan, Scott, and Chaz Price. Back once again. Gentlemen, glad to be with you as always. How are you today? Well, we're doing very, very well, uh, Chaz. Uh, glad to have you back on again. And, um, pleasure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had the pleasure of um, doing the Who Day dance, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. I went to the game last Sunday night. Uh, uh, wasn't a fun ride home. Got home, I think, about 4 a.m. But uh, <laughs> I tell you what, they won in uh, stellar fashion, so it was a lot of fun. Never been to a sporting event with so many people in my life. It was absolutely crazy. So uh, we'll hopefully tomorrow they're able to uh, to win win another game against the bills look like a lot of fun yeah well now you're the good luck charm you just have to go to all of them i think i think that's that's just how it has to be so go yeah. and start making your plans for that uh whether it is you know your goal in life to to uh you know attend a big game to go to that or play golf in all 50 states whatever your retirement dreams are having a proper plan is really how you go about making it into a retirement reality and the team at america's retirement headquarters they can help you with just that so again the number when you're ready to get started 419-794-3030 now, the outgoing president of the Kansas City Federal Reserve believes another economic shock could push the country into recession. Yet Esther George tells CNBC she's in favor of keeping interest rates higher into 2024 to get inflation under control. I think the economy is vulnerable when you begin to be in a rising rate environment. And we see a global outlook that poses certain risk to the U.S. as we look at that. I understand in a rising rate environment why people are very attuned to this issue of demand coming down. But we continue to see a very tight labor market. We continue to see persistence around inflation that I think is going to require our attention for a while. Now, it looks like these and, you know, all, all the talk can certainly rattle retirement savers. What are you guys telling concerned clients that are giving you guys a call right now? Well, this is Nolan. And what I would say is first, I would start with perception. You know, if you work in the word perception is kind of like, what is your perception right now? Because in reality, I think people that are rattled with the economy and the markets, it does come down to their perception a little bit. For example, I just finished up a meeting before we jumped on the radio and I was talking with a client uh, who had uh, a very low interest rate account. It was paying him 1.5%. And if you go back two years ago, that rate was actually pretty decent compared to where we were uh, a couple of years ago. But when I ran the new rates that are out there today, uh, there are rates available that can almost double, triple, and get significantly higher rates on what he had. Um, so if you came in and your perception was, well, you know, I'm just getting paid a very low interest rate, mm -hmm. the reality is, is there's better opportunities that are out there. So when we look at the volatility, volatility creates opportunity. Uh, I think there are 
are some good opportunities to take a look at in the marketplace that's out there. Chaz, I don't know. What would you say? Yeah, I would agree. I, I, I love the sentiment that you share sometimes is that whenever uh, something bad is going wrong, there's usually opportunity elsewhere. And we've been talking about interest rates, rising interest rates and inflation for a long time. In fact, almost every single conversation starts with that because I think it's important for uh, investors to understand really what's going on and why the stock market is down because of rising interest rates. And so I kind of just usually describe it to them as, you know, you have alternatives in, in anything that we do, whether it be investments or which cars you're going to choose or which college you're going to go to, you have uh, alternatives. And uh, the, the entire market uh, is kind of looking at those risk-free rates, those money markets, those savings and mm -hmm. CD rates that a year and a half ago were effectively zero. I mean, I think the right. Fed funds rate two years ago was 0. 0.0 something, um, but now it's up to almost four and a half. And so that rate generally translates into every other interest rate that's in the economy, uh, CD, savings, mortgage rates. And so in, from the perspective of a stock investor or an investor, when you're looking at having uh, a risk-free alternative that prior to you know the inflation that we saw in the last few years was effectively zero, it pretty much forced your hand into making you know a little bit more aggressive investments and mm -hmm. buying stocks because that's where we could get some yield in the form of dividends and earnings from some of these companies. Uh, conversely now, fast forward a year and a half, and now your alternative's better. You have the ability to earn a 4.5% interest rate, in some cases on money markets that have effectively you know very little risk, if at all any. And the rational investor is saying, ah, I don't know if I need to take the risk on the stock market. I may buy uh, this money market or this fixed interest rate. And so if the entire country and the world is having that conversation internally, we see why you know the stock market is going down. The saving grace to me is that we know it is a um, hopefully a somewhat transient um, event where we don't expect interest rates to rise into perpetuity. I mean, I think most advisors and most folks we've talked to say 5%, maybe 55 is somewhere that terminal rate that we're looking for. So if we know that stocks have fallen because of a rising interest rate, then therefore we could assume that if interest rates stop and maybe at some point start going back down, we may have a rise in the stock market conversely. Yeah, you know, and I would sum it up if looking at investing in high inflation, number one, um, if we look at things historically speaking, um, a lot of the traditional fixed accounts that are out there today, number one, look at government I-bonds. Number two, look at current money market rates that are out there. Number three, look at traditional fixed annuity rates. And number four is if you're looking at what type of investment has historically performed well in an inflationary environment, it's energy and small cap and large cap value stocks. You know, we're going to talk on this topic. Actually, we're going to spend an hour and a half diving deep into this topic coming up uh, at our economic summit. So we've got the retirement journey coming up that's going to be held on February 28th. It starts at 6 p.m. It's at the Hilton Garden Inn. It's one of our most popular events. So mm -hmm. if you want to learn about, you know, the economy, the markets, the updates, you know, if you like this topic, you want to know how to position yourself going through 2023, I'd encourage you to register to come out to this event again, February 28th. Uh, also on the website, it's ARHQ.com. Just click on the events tab. 
we have uh, a couple Turning 65 events. We also have a lunch and dinner, uh, five threats and opportunities facing retirees. And then uh, last call, so if you're listening to this, this coming Tuesday, uh, starting at 6 p.m. January 24th, we've rented the Maumee Indoor Theater. And if we're talking about danger zones in the economy, I can't <laughs> think of a better movie to play mm -hmm. than Top Gun, the new Top Gun Maverick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So we'll be uh, really uh, just a social entertaining event at the Maumee me indoor theater uh, tickets are free we'd love if you're a veteran uh, active duty first responder you're absolutely free uh, also if you're just a fan of the show fan of the podcast or youtube we'd love to invite you out as our guest we've rented out the entire place we've got uh, over 150 people coming out for movie night uh, that's this coming uh, tuesday so if you want to just turn the news off and uh, have a great date night or just come out for some fun go online again arhq.com you can register for one of our coming updates and one of our fun social events that we have coming up. And again, that's right there, uh, the events tab at ARHQ.com. Just as there are winners and losers in, you know, uh, football games, for example, uh, it's the same sort of thing when it comes to the market right now with high interest rates and high inflation rates. Uh, the market itself is not necessarily going to be the winner, but there are other things out there that, that could really benefit you, those opportunities that uh, the guys at America's Retirement Headquarters are so fond of talking about. So to see what could work best for you, schedule a time to speak with them, 419-794-3030 or online, America's Retirement Headquarters or ARHQ.com. Now, no, guys, we're all married here. Well, Chaz, you're, you're very close. But here's a question. Have you ever argued over the thermostats, <laughs> lost that fight, and then secretly got back and changed it to the temperature you wanted to anyway? 60% of people in a recent poll said that they've done that before. So looking around the table, I know at least some of us are guilty. And more than half of them said being comfortable is more important to them than actually saving money. So for investors, how do you adjust the thermostat and help them build that all-weather comfortable portfolio? I think we all are all guilty of it, you know, and you know, one of the things if uh, most of the listeners know, my kids play hockey. My youngest is playing for Anthony Wayne uh, High School Hockey right now. And so we spend most weekends indoors at a hockey arena. And, you know, one thing you know about a hockey arena is you know what the weather is going to be like. Uh, I can put my long johns on. Yep. I can put a heated you know, jacket on. And I, I know to go in with a coffee or a hot chocolate because that's the indoor weather. It's manageable. Uh, some of my friends, you know, they have kids in other sports like soccer or baseball and all great sports and athletes to do. But, you know, for those you don't know, it, it could be ultra hot out. It could be rainy one day. It could be snowing, sleeting. You don't know kind of what the weather is going to be like. And when we look at it from an investment standpoint, you know, one of the things that we've done is we've trademarked the system the independent income system and with the independent income system what we're looking to do is we're looking to build out an all-weather portfolio so you might be asking how does an all-weather portfolio work well it's you know again kind of like thinking of terms of here of northwest ohio you know living here it's pretty easy to figure out when the seasons are going to change mm -hmm. summer is probably my favorite sure. because i can get out and enjoy the boat when you think about the market the market goes through those different seasons you know there's periods of time where it's hot and there's you know periods of times like maybe right now where it seems like the storms are never going to pass you know knowing how to prepare and change for the different seasons isn't always as predictable as the weather is here. Uh, it can be difficult when you look at the stock market conditions. And 
Uh, one of the ways to look at that is to look at what is the investment approach that you're using today. So a common uh, strategy that's out there is called asset allocation. You know, the problem with traditional asset allocation, that's a buy and hold only strategy. It's, you know, weathering through the good times and the storms can leave an investor feeling, you know, battered and beaten down. With traditional asset allocation, what happens is the markets and the accounts generally go up when the economy is going good and down when the markets are going down. It, it's kind of like staying outdoors every single day. Uh, some days are warm and great, and other days are just absolutely a disaster. Mm -hmm. When it comes to investing, this is something that happens to many investors, you know, and why they maybe sell low, because they get bathered out in the storm, and then they get out of the storm, and then wait till the sun is shining, again, buying high. Sure, sure. And that can be a costly mistake for in investors. And so what we've done in building out an all-weather portfolio, it really means looking at your investments from a whole new standpoint. It means creating a plan that's based upon what an individual is comfortable with and not worrying too much about everybody else. You know, in terms of weather, it's like staying inside and setting your house and setting the temperature for what's comfortable with you. Uh, so you're much less affected by what's happening outside, spring, summer, fall, or winter, the thermostat is always kept at like that 70 degree. Sure. And, you know, even with my own wife, I would say, you know, I like to maybe crank it up to 72. And if she catches me, she'll knock it back down to, <laughs> to 68. And in, in terms of investing, you know, those two numbers are actually pretty close. You know, so it's not like one's a 70 and one's a 30. But oftentimes, what you'll find is that, you know, a husband and wife, they might have different degrees of what they're comfortable with in, mm -hmm. in, when it comes to an investing. And one of the cool things that we have is we have software where what we can do is we can take your portfolio and we can analyze it to help you determine, you know, what is your number and what is the thermostat set at in your portfolio. If you feel like you're just left outside and abandoned in this weather, what we can do is we can do the analysis for you on your portfolio. The software that we have, uh, we have had so many phone calls recently, and I appreciate all the callers calling in, asking about the investment policy statement and having that independent portfolio analysis. So we'll do that again this week, and we'll extend it out to five people that call in. We'll provide you with the independent portfolio analysis to show you what your number is in your portfolio. And if that's not the number that you're comfortable with, we'll talk you through some of the steps to be able to adjust your thermostat. I love that analogy because it does feel like that sometimes that we're just kind of out in the cold when you have mm -hmm. no idea what's going on and it just doesn't feel good to you. And so, you know, I grew up, um, I was born in Denver. So uh, to the opposite of you, I actually kind of like the winter weather. I like it a little colder in the house. I get, sure. you know, kind of chastised for that a bit. You know, it's 66 in my house, you know, running around. But, oh, man. <laughs> but um, I like that, you know, I'm a winter sports person. And when I hear all weather, I kind of think about uh, skiing, you know, sometimes you don't know what the conditions are going to be. Mm -hmm. You're up on this mountain. It might be nice and powdery. Uh, it may be you're in what we call pea soup where you just can't see anything. And so having the appropriate equipment to me means an all weather sort of portfolio. So uh, the equipment is what I would describe as just money uh, for best case scenario, um, money for or, or assets for worst case scenario, and then just in case. So it, it, this year or for 2022 is a perfect example where the traditional, I think we talked about this last week too, the traditional 60-40 portfolio mm -hmm. we did. didn't hold up. 
And if, you know, in all the, the, the years of um, history of the market, all 90 of them or so, there's only been a few times when that's the case, when the, when the stocks and bonds are down at the same time. But the point being is this, that you have to have not only the traditional asset classes, but also some of the non-traditional. So I think that's the other advantage of working with an independent advisory firm like the retirement guys here is because we have access to um, some some solutions that not normally uh, your more traditional maybe big brokerage firms have we're talking about annuities talking about uh, buffered strategies and things like that and our ability to incorporate those using the software the risk allies the right capital to kind of simulate what's the possibility of what what's the weather we're going to get you know at the end of the day so yeah i I agree love the analogy and if it's uh been excruciatingly cold out there for you guys give us a call come in and get your independent income system review you know there's another um another thing you know you get that finally you get your portfolio set your 70 percent you like that temperature right um you know uh, some things that can really blow it up that storm that can come through that unexpected storm if you're not properly prepared you know with uh your estate planning uh, you don't have the proper Medicare or health insurance plan put in place. I mean, these are all things that really can cause that havoc, you know, that um, uh, unexpected storm coming through. So, you know, like you both said, these are things that we provide, we offer here. You know, we can give you some analysis on your portfolio. I can also work with both you guys very closely. And we talk about uh, if you have a long-term care policy put in place, how does that play into getting that proper score for you with uh, your portfolio? So, yeah. um, Scott, those are really the foundations. There's no question. The insurance, the health care, the asset protection, that's generally where we're going to start before we get right. to all the other mm-hmm. wants and wishes. We're going to make sure that your absolute minimum needs are taken care of. Because once you know that those minimum needs are taken care of, that can go a long way to now how do we plan and uh, not necessarily playing with house money, but but be able to build on top of that and create a proper retirement strategy. So if, if the weather of the markets and, and just the, the economic climate has got you feeling a little nervous lately, well, start developing a plan. Pick up the phone. Give a call and schedule a time to speak with America's Retirement Headquarters. Take advantage of this offer Nolan offered up. You know, one of the first five callers this week had that independent portfolio analysis run. Show you what it looks like right now, what it could look like five years down the road, 20 years down the road. And if there are changes that need to be made, well, go ahead and, and start doing that. The best time to do that as soon as possible. So 419-794-3030. That's the phone number once again. Or you can go online, arhq.com. Now, we are aware that the lower tax landscape, as we know it, is due to change in 2026. That is when the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is going to sunset, which means ordinary tax rates are going to increase to what they were in 2017, which is higher, and the estate tax exemption is going to be halved. And and who knows what a divided Congress is going to do at the minimum that is going to happen, but it could go up even higher. Doesn't this make the case for good tax planning sooner rather than later? Yeah, I think that people should be looking at tax planning every single year. I know towards the end of the year, we were talking about a strategy called tax loss harvesting. Uh, Also, what a lot of retirees are not aware of is in December of 2022, Uh, They passed a new law. It's called the SECURE Act 2.0. And so if you look at some of the changes, there are changes that impact retirees with the the SECURE Act 2.0. If you missed that previous edition, uh, you can just cruise over to our YouTube channel 
on YouTube, type in America's Retirement Headquarters, and you can see some of those recent changes in the Secure Act 2.0 or that end-of-the-year tax loss harvesting strategy. Uh, great resources over there. Uh, I'm kind of biased because we produce them. But sure. when you also look at it, uh, the things that are important for people that are close to or in retirement time is one is understanding the impact of like Social Security taxation. Uh, so most of us who are working, we're used to what is called ordinary income, our tax brackets, and that's what they're talking about, you know, changing. But another tax that many retirees get caught off guard and end up maybe overpaying on is Social Security taxes. So up to 85% of your Social Security benefits can be taxable. And then the decisions you make with that, Scott, wouldn't you agree, can impact not only taxes, but also can impact your health care costs. Absolutely. I met with a client this past week, and uh, they were asking a question, and they've got some income coming in. Uh, they were contemplating taking their Social Security at 65, and they asked me some questions on how much money they can earn, uh, you know, without be and they, they understood a little bit about the taxes, but they didn't really understand exactly what they should do and how, how they should choose whether or not to take Social Security prior to the full retirement age, and theirs happened to be 66 in seven months. Uh, you know, so it all depends, and that income levels can definitely impact the healthcare cost and, and what you're going to end up paying uh, based on how much your income is, whether it's under 65 or whether you're eligible for um, Medicare at 65. You know, so I know that's one of the things that, uh, Chaz, you, you do a great job with helping, um, you know, the Social Security and, and helping clients understand what's the best option for them yeah. and everybody's everybody's different you yeah. know what's good for you may be bad for me right and that that case that we worked on together which um mm -hmm. I, I was really proud of that and that we were able to save one of our clients quite a bit of money and sure. uh, stop me for a moment but i think it was close to maybe four or five hundred bucks a month mm -hmm. just by uh, us discussing what the threshold of income is Absolutely. that the client could earn and then having me go back to the financial plan and structure the withdrawal sequence, you know, are we taking money and how much are we taking from after tax dollars like Roth? How right. much are we taking from taxable dollars? And so again, that having that comprehensive approach with an advisor and an insurance and uh, Medicare specialist in the office, I think is invaluable because uh, if just left to your own device, you take whatever plan, you know, popped up on the yeah, online exactly. questionnaire and you're paying an extra 500 bucks a month. Um, so that, that, that is a, a really great case to bring up. And I'm always um, just kind of, it's an eye-opening experience when we talk about taxes with clients because of uh, all of the misconceptions that they have. One primarily, like you talked about, Nolan, being Social Security taxes. Uh, oftentimes, some of our retirees don't know that Social Security is taxable. I've had that come up a few times. But more common... Um, you know, what people generally feel is that they're going to be in a lower tax bracket when they retire. Mm -hmm. And after doing the research and, you know, building out their financial plan, we found that that's not always the case, primarily because, you know, when you hit 73 now, uh, you're going to have to start taking required minimum distributions, which depending on the size of your nest egg could be a lot of income. And so that on top of your social security benefits and then any other income that you have, we found generally folks are in a lot higher tax bracket. And so doing some, some uh, planning, uh, maybe it makes sense to pay tax now 
Mm -hmm. Taxes are kind of on sale. I think a lot of people would agree. So it is. It's a great time to take a look at, you know, minimizing the taxes that you pay now. So if you feel that your family's tax rates are going to be higher in the future, here's a couple of different takes away based upon what you guys just said. No, first and foremost, um, I would say that you want to get a 2023 tax roadmap. And now we are not CPAs. We're not accountants. Of course, before you ever make any tax decisions, always talk with your accountant. We'd be happy to discuss planning with your CPA or accountant. If you don't have one, we'd be happy to introduce you to a couple of ours that we work with. But you want to have a tax roadmap. Now, most people about this time of year, they start gathering up their tax documents to turn in mm -hmm. and they're filing last year. So that's what history is. The tax roadmap is saying, what can we do in 2023 to reduce the amount of taxes that we pay now and in the future? And that's what our software can do when we run a tax roadmap for you. So if you haven't got a tax roadmap, we'd encourage you to get a hold of our office. Uh, in fact, we'll continue on uh, that offer. So, you know, for the first five people that call up that need a tax roadmap this year, if you want to look, are there ways that you could look at possibly reducing the amount of taxes that you pay, call our office. We'll get you a tax roadmap. We'll show you what our thoughts are on it. If you want to learn more on this topic, your action item here is to sign up for one of our February events. So February 15th at 1130 a.m., we're doing an event over at Red Lobster there in Maumee. It's on the five threats and opportunities facing retirees. And taxes is one of those five threats that we'll be talking a lot more about on that topic. Or if you want to come over to our dinner event, it's on February 15th. It starts at 6 p.m. It's at the Urban Pine Winery, so the new winery that's here in Maumee. Also going to be discussing those five threats and opportunities facing retirees. So a couple of uh, action items and a couple of takeaways on what you can do to implement some ideas if you're looking to try to minimize the overall taxes that you pay uh, for this year and also in the future. And if you're not familiar with those new tax laws that just went into effect, those secure tax law changes, uh, just remember that we've got a lot of great resources up on our YouTube that talk about tax planning for retirees. It's one thing to know that taxes are almost certainly going to go up in the future. Again, even the, the Tax uh, uh, Cuts and Jobs Act sunsetting is going to be a reversion and taxes are going to go up at that point. It's another thing to actually do something about it. What can you do? Well, as Nolan pointed out there, attend these upcoming uh, classes and workshops happening on February 15th. Uh, you can find out more information, including how to reserve your seat at ARHQ.com or take advantage, be one of the first five callers and have that tax roadmap done. Give a call 419-794-3030. Once again, 419-794-3030. Here's a question. How many Americans don't have a retirement plan? There's a recent survey that indicates 24% have no strategy beyond depending on just Social Security. And many of them are worried that part of their retirement picture is going to be sharply diminished or even non-existent by the time they actually stop working. So let's speak to, to them. Let's speak to the ones who haven't taken the time to meet with a financial advisor and actually come up with a written plan. When you create a retirement plan for a client, what, what does the whole process look like? Uh, the discovery process that I typically use, we describe, I describe as more of, like you said, a conversation, but um, uh, more of a, a picture. You know, I, I'm a visual type of person, and I truly like to envision what this person, what this family wants their retirement to look like. So as they're describing for me what, you know, and, and, and estimates of when they want to retire, uh, what they plan on doing, you know, in retirement, who's important to them, 
you know, those sort of things we start to kind of sketch out in our retirement planning software in the form of cash flows. You know, generally speaking, how much do you think you're going to need to do this? And as we approach, you know, some of those, as we go along in the retirement planning process, obviously those cash flows are going to get a little bit more detail. But initially, it's just more so just kind of getting almost like doing uh, when you first meet with your doctor, kind of getting a feel of the diagnostic and, and your baseline where you're at today. Yeah, Chance, I love, uh, you know, I've sent in some of your appointments with you. And, and one of the questions you ask, which I've kind of um, uh, adopted into, you know, my uh, initial stage of my appointments is what keeps you up at night about your portfolio and your retirement and I, I love that because it 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 helps paint that picture mm-hmm. on what's really bothering you what are your concerns because you know we've done several shows we've got several videos out there and um, a lot of people don't understand taxes. They don't understand, you know, their social security. They don't understand a lot of things. And if that's something that's really keeping them up at night, then you can really hone in on that and pinpoint and help them understand that mm-hmm. and then move through with your appointment. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about the, you know, those goals and concerns that they have that are able to map it out. I think when you're looking at what is important in a retirement plan, first and foremost, think about if you're meeting with another firm and they're making financial recommendations and trying to get you to sign paperwork on the first meeting, uh, you may not be working with an organization that's acting in a fiduciary capacity, meaning that they're acting in what's your best interest. It's really difficult. I'd say, you know, in a 30 or 60 minute conversation to have something that talks about all the solutions mm-hmm. right away. You want to slow things down. That first meeting is really to talk about the goals and dreams and desires. It's that discovery meeting. So if you come in and meet with us, consider that first meeting a visit. You know, if anything, it's mm-hmm. uh, the choice that you're going to have to make is Diet Coke or Pepsi, you know, water or coffee. We're going to have a laid back, relaxed atmosphere where we're going to want to find out if we're a right fit together. From there, what we typically do is then gather information. We do an analysis. We might take a week or two to do the analysis. Then we put together what is called a team action plan. So the team action plan is taking a look at the four key areas, taxes, estate planning, asset protection, and money management. And then within each of those sections, what we're going to do is we're going to outline areas that maybe we see of concern. Uh, So think about these as things like a blind spot. You know, we talk about retirement, like how fast you drive an automobile. You know, having a co-pilot sitting next to you can help you identify some of those blind spots that maybe you didn't even see coming down the road and say, hey, watch out, there's something bad that's up there or slow down, you know, there's some danger coming up ahead. We will explain those in our team action plan. So what we do is we write down any areas that we see of concern. We also talk about maybe opportunities. Uh, So in some of our previous shows, we talked about how to make sure your lazy assets Mm -hmm. are working as hard as possible, you know, getting your money market accounts, to the current rates or higher fixed accounts, or taking advantage of what we see as great opportunities in certain investments and stocks and what we love. We list out those opportunities. We also then provide a written summary of those recommendations along with any type of cost that's associated with it. Uh, So if it's a husband and wife or anybody, then they can take that information home and then they can go home and kind of digest what's most important 
important to them? You know, do they want to accomplish all of these goals? Uh, how do we set the priority up to get those things put together? Uh, we've actually developed a, a binder process. Um, within the binder process, we have it both online and we have it uh, where they can get a, a print copy of it. But as you talk about, we're going to work through all of these sections here. Uh, in this section here is taxes. We're looking at the 16 different items that we go through for the tax savers checklist. When we get over and we're working with your section on asset protection, we're looking at things like scheduling an annual review to look at your annual open enrollment period mm -hmm. and review what the new options are. Talk about the ways to protect your assets from a nursing home spin down. Then down to the estate planning, talking about, you know, what are the steps that you take when you lose a loved one. So oftentimes it's, you know, one of the two spouses of the driving force in a financial decision, but making sure that the other spouse knows here's the team to go to and the resources that you have available. And by creating this overall binder process, what you find is, you know, what's important in a retirement plan to us is getting it right. You only get one shot at retirement. You don't have the luxury of time to make up for right. mistakes. And so we would rather take things slow, make sure that we go through the process to develop a customized plan that meets your individual goals and objectives. And really, it's tailored down to kind of what you're looking for. I think that the most important thing that you said there, Nolan, was writing it down. Um, get a little spiritual on you, but I think it may even be biblical that if you want to get something done, you have to write it down. Mm -hmm. If you have goals goals, write them down. And so that's one of the biggest takeaways from the financial planning process is that when we're going through the, the binder and we're making sure that we're touching on all the aspects of a properly designed financial plan and we're documenting your goals and objectives, I think you just automatically stand a better chance of meeting those goals because you've taken the time to articulate them. We know exactly what the outcome is that we're trying to achieve versus, um, you know, if, if you don't have, uh, I use the analogy again, we're flying in pea soup, you know, if we're uh, a pilot and we can't see, you know, our hand in front of our face because it's so foggy out, we have our instrumentation, mm -hmm. you know, we're flying by instrumentation. And I think the binder is our instrumentation. We know what sort of income needs you're going to have. We know what sort of risk tolerance that we're going to achieve and, and an average rate of return. And we know what happens, worst case scenario, if someone, God forbid, passes away. Uh, we have all the proper instrumentation you know, in, in the plan for you. It's not to say that we won't adjust it and we don't make course corrections along the way, but we, we have a process by doing that. And that's the most important thing is having the process and having something sure. methodical versus just kind of I'm throwing my hands up in the air and, and, and picking a number out of thin air and why I think you should be in this investment or not. One piece of advice that I could give is, um, uh, you know, from being on uh, kind of the other side of the table, so to speak, is, you know, when I'm, I'm referring to all of you listeners out there, when you schedule your appointment to sit down with your financial advisor, put down on paper what you think you want your retirement to look like. Mm -hmm. And then when you come in and meet with, you know, one of one of you two or, or any other advisor out there, um, that'll give you a really good idea and help the advisor understand what your thoughts are, because your thoughts may not have any correlation with what a really good retirement plan 
should look like. So, um, you know, that's yeah. just some advice that, uh, you know, be prepared when you come in and, you know, for that first appointment. That first sure. appointment, it's right. You're kicking the tires. We're getting to know each other. And I think that uh, that helps people get over the number one most difficult hurdle to financial planning, which is getting started. Something to be mindful of, you know, in the same way, and it's probably been a long time since uh, any of us uh, here have, and probably a lot of people out there, being on a first date. If someone were to propose marriage to you on the first date, you would probably go ahead and, and walk out of that restaurant <laughs> right away. Same sort of thing. If someone is presenting you with a plan, a bill of sale uh, at that very first meeting with them, that is not something that is, uh, you know, working specifically for you. There's no way they could have known that. It is a, a ongoing process. That first appointment is, of course, a fact-finding. It is like a first date where you get to know each other, see what your your dreams are, what your, your plans are, and then uh, as time goes on in subsequent meetings, that is when the plan really comes together. And it's it's also a feeling out process. See if it's a relationship you want to see going forward. So if you have a plan in place, it's easy to have something to fall back on. If you don't have a plan in place, if you're in that 24%, well, if not now, then when? 419-794-3030 is how you get started now. Scheduling time to speak with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters. 419-794-3030. The website, americasretirementheadquarters.com or arhq.com. Inflation and the fear of running out of money in retirement has persuaded many early retirees, perhaps those from the Great Resignation, to return to the workplace. But is that a wise move? There was an article in the Wall Street Journal that talks about three ways to gauge that question. Guys, I know you've uh, had a chance to look at the article. What do you think of these? And have you had clients who've maybe had second thoughts about returning after you review their retirement plan? Yeah, so in the article, it talks about the three areas. Are Number one is the value of your spare time. Number two is looking at the power of semi-retirement. And number three is test driving your retirement. And I would say, you know, that conversation has come up quite a bit, you know, in my 20 plus years of experience of being in this industry. And, and more so, I think, recently, you know, and if you think about 2022, uh, depending upon how you people's investments were allocated. Um, I know people have come into our office that maybe had money in a 401k and hadn't really thought much about it or looked much at it. And all of a sudden, you know, the stock market went down and their 401k balance went down 20 or 25%. And then you add on top of that, you had inflation was up, you know, 10%. Now they're, they're backwards 35%. And they're really kind of guessing that question of, you know, hey, I just retired a year or two ago. You know, should I or do I need to go back to work? Is it worth going back to work after retirement is kind of a question that they have. And it really depends upon, you know, what financial confidence that you have. First of all, if you're listening out there today and you're within five years before or five years after retirement time, uh, one of the big takeaways to think about is you're in what I call the retirement red zone. And I know that you were at the uh, Bengals game uh, recently and talk about being in the red zone. Boy, and yeah. you can't fumble in the red zone, right? Don't fumble in the red zone, right? Not at the, not at the goal line, right? So you guys, if you're within those five years you're at the goal line don't fumble at the goal line and one of the ways that you could fumble at the goal line is what is called the sequence of return risk that you have in a portfolio so if your desire is to get and stay retired and be confident through retirement you know one of the things that you want to do is spend a little bit of time learning about the sequence of return risk and not having a portfolio that all of a sudden is upside down right away in the early years of your retirement so you want to make sure that you don't have all of your money uh, exposed to risk. That's a big takeaway, I would say, something that I see. The other thing that I see that catches people off guard 
on why oftentimes they need to think about going back to work. So I'm talking about the group first and foremost that is forced back in. Sure. That second part is the people that move into retirement, you know, before the age of 65 and they're like, you know what, I'm just not going to get health insurance because I've not had any health issues at all. I'm in great shape. I just need to wait till I get to 65 and I'll be fine. And all of a sudden something bad happens and, you know, making the decision to leave yourself exposed to a danger of not having and the proper health insurance can also be a big disaster. Yeah, you know, I run into it a lot where people will actually um, uh, run into a situation. I actually had a client that uh, very healthy. I get a phone call. Uh, she's actually down in Florida. I get a phone call from her, and she said, hey, Scott, I had a stroke. And I said, oh, my gosh, you okay? She's, well, you know, I'm doing fine, but I was put on a new medication, and she was put on Eliquist. Well, Eliquist is a very expensive drug. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've seen situations where people go back to work, like you said, Nolan, kind of forced back to work because of benefits. You know, I just can't afford this cost on my own uh, with the retirement I have set up. My investments aren't, you know, working necessarily with the market fluctuating. What are my options? So they go, they choose to go back to work, you know. Uh, I also run into situations where, you know, like you said, uh, you know, you have to check the value of your spare time. You know, a lot of people just aren't retire retirement people. I mean, you know, you you work 40, you know, 30, 40 years of your life and all of a sudden you retire and now what am I doing? You know, you're sitting there looking at your wife and one's playing with the thermometer, thermostat, racing it up and down, right? <laughs> um, you know, so you know, I've had people that are contract employees that go back to work just because they love what they were doing before they don't necessarily need to work but they go back to work because they love it and uh uh, you know the other thing is they they look at maybe going back semi-retire you know part-time work you don't have to go back full-time a lot has to do with your own sanity too i mean goodness sitting at home doing nothing you know i know nolan you and i are not those kind of people uh, if we're sitting at home doing nothing, it seems like we need to be doing something. No, I mean, I can think of a couple of specific client examples. Uh, Captain Will, who took us out fishing. Absolutely. I mean, you know, yep. he's somebody that's out there making income, going out, taking people fishing on Lake Erie. I could see myself all day long. I'll be a fishing boat captain Yeah, um, out there. Great. So making income, doing what you love doing. Uh, I play golf at Riverby over in Waterville. Uh, I know there's a couple of guys that work out there that are uh, retired that, you know, they work at the golf course. They get unlimited golf. They get to play as much golf as they want. They get outside. They're still doing exercise, keeping them young and healthy. The power of semi-retirement, you know, you know, today's age is a little bit different. I think there's so much knowledge and value uh, for people who have, you know, been in the industry for a long time that, you know, even being able to give one, two or a couple of days a week or a couple of hours a day gives you a lot of power of semi-retirement. And then test driving your retirement, you know. Uh, taking a month off of these times that you've built up. I see people that, you know, build up their vacation time and, you know, they never really test drive retirement. Sure. As you talk about, you know, when you're in the house all that time, things are going to change a little bit. But doing that test drive is going to give you a chance to discover what makes you happy, you know, what you want to do, maybe what kind of new work that you want to do. And I guess, I, Chaz, you know, when you look at it and you're talking to different people and you're, they're asking that question about, you know, is it worth going back to work after retirement? What are the type of tips that you're giving folks? Yeah. Well, I like that uh, term semi-retirement. I think 
um, the author of the book, The Four-Hour Workweek, I think it's Chris Ferris maybe, he talks about um, and advocates you know, having those little intermittent retirements in there instead of one big retirement for 30 years, take a month off or two. So I liked that that was included. The other thing we didn't really chat about is working from home. You know, the new sure. trend where it's not so bad anymore. You know, you can actually work at home, make a pretty decent living and, you know, uh, you, it's certainly not retirement, but there are things that you can do now to make some money that, you know, previously you, you maybe weren't able to do. But to me, um, it's obviously um, a difference between are you forced into going back to work right. or are you you know just doing it because you need something else to do? Because I think there's a ton of great charities. There's some hobbies out there. There's a lot of other things that if I didn't have to work, you probably would enjoy doing a lot. And so to me, it comes down to the financial plan and you know what our trade-offs are. And I kind of describe the financial planning process kind of like the EQ on your radio. It's a little different for everybody. You accentuate some bass here, maybe some treble and other you know cars and things like that. So anything that we move up, there's usually an associated thing that would move down maybe. So for instance, if you stave off retiring, maybe you can spend a little bit more. Or if you agree to spend a little less, maybe you can retire a little earlier or work a few hours per week. Maybe you can retire earlier and spend more money. So again, it really comes down to the planning that goes into it, um, what in your physical ability to work, I think, and then also what your spending strategy is. Mm -hmm. So we talk about this a lot in the financial plan. This is usually kind of uh, the, the last uh, concept that we cover, but not everybody in retirement spends the same. Right. Some people spend in what we would call an inflation adjusted pattern where each day they get a little better like a fine wine. Right, Scott? You know, you just keep getting better. Absolutely. And so we spend no matter what. We don't take into consideration the market or any anything like that. We, we provide you an extra 3% per year. Other people spend in what we call as a smile where they spend the same and then spending goes down in their slow go years and then it goes up. Uh, so you know, the the final stage, I guess we would look at for spending would be the uh, floor and ceiling, what we call it. So we just basically spend more when the market's good and spend less when the market's down. And so if, if we're able to, again, articulate what strategy you want to adopt, um, you may not have to work ideally for some. Sure, sure. So I guess the big question is, you know, is it worth going back to work after retirement? Uh, and the answer would be, it depends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know that's not a good answer, but it is the truth. It depends on what is best going to fit your needs and if you need to or not. Obviously, the goal once you retire is to stay retired and not have to go back into the workforce out of necessity. If you want to do it, that's a whole other situation. And again, weighing the pros and cons, whether that is going to be uh, financially beneficial to you or financially detrimental, it's probably better to know about that ahead of time. But sitting down and speaking with people just like going into retirement, getting out of retirement, go ahead and have that conversation with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters and find out what's going to work best for you. 419-794-3030. You can go online to ARHQ.com. Don't forget at the events tab there, a lot of great workshops and events. And uh, coming up this Tuesday, uh, movie night as well. You can, you can find out all this information, including how to go ahead and reserve your seats for these at ARHQ.com. Now, earlier we had spoken about people who don't have a retirement plan, something that they should probably remedy, and then a lot of them were depending on Social Security to be the entirety of their retirement plan. Forbes says one of the biggest mistakes retirees make is relying on the Social Security Administration for accurate information. I guess I've always assumed that, you know, what they say is law of the land. It's the final word. What's the story here? Is that not the case? Social Security, yeah, that's a big topic that we cover, and it's probably one of the bigger topics 
uh, because it is such an important and vital part of your retirement plan. And as you stated, Chris, almost um, majority of the population in the states rely heavily on it. And um, I think I read a statistic that maybe 60% of widowed um, Social Security beneficiaries are collecting benefits at a reduced rate. So it is a problem. Um, you know, obviously, it, it makes sense for you to know the facts. And you can obviously uh, come into the office. We can download a copy of your Social Security statement. But generally speaking, Social Security is based on your highest 35 years of earnings. And I know, Nolan, uh, you probably get this question a lot, but um, does Social Security impact or taking it early or going back to work impact Social Security? Yeah, I mean, people do ask that question. You know, we just talked in a previous segment talking about semi-retirement. A lot of people say, well, is that going to negatively impact it? And the answer is no. You know, you can go semi-retire, do some consulting work, work from home. And it's going to be, as you talk about, it's going to be your, your highest earning years. So the other thing I would say is, you know, in looking at Social Security Administration, uh, is Social Security Administration accurate for all information? Ask yourself, is the government accurate on all their stuff? I mean, <laughs> how many trillions of dollars can they even find in the military oh, well. or, or other spending categories? <laughs> so don't rely upon them for accurate information. You want to make sure that you get uh, correct information. One of the ways that you can do that is in the good old days, you used to get your Social Security statement in the mail. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know about you, but most of us, we don't get it in the mail anymore. Now what you have to do is you have to register online, set up an account. Uh, some people are confused about how to navigate in, inside of there. If you don't know how, do what Chaz says. Come in the office. We'll help you navigate that website. Uh, inside of there, what you want to do is you want to look at what your earnings report is, and you want to look to see if that information is accurate. I can tell you that I have seen inaccurate information. The other, I think, big takeaway that I've seen with hundreds of folks that have come into our office to talk about Social Security is the fact of when you go down to Social Security, you know, their job is to not give you advice and guidance and strategies on what may be your best approach. Their job is to help you apply for Social Security to get you the most benefit on the day that you're applying, which may or may not be the best approach for your family. What, in my opinion, is the best approach is, yes, looking at it for accurate information, but it's also looking at it to make sure that you have an analysis done and what a printout that could show you with the hundreds of possible scenarios what might be your best approach for your family on when to draw Social Security and what you thought may not be the most optimal strategy. And in fact, as we wrap up today's show, one of the things that I would like to extend, if you haven't drawn Social Security and you want to find out what your best approach could be with when to draw benefits, give our office a call. Uh, for the first five callers, we'll extend that offer for this section. First five callers, we're going to run a Social Security optimization report for you, and we'll print out what could be your best approach with Social Security. So all you have to do is give a call. Be one of the first five, 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030. want to thank you so much for joining us this week here on the show on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula, America's Medicare Associates. Please have a great week. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. Nolan, Scott, Chaz, as always, grateful for the time. And uh, as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Yeah, a couple great things coming up. Again, go to ARHQ.com, click on our events tab, take that next step, come get educated about one of the retirement journey events that we have coming up right here in Northwest Ohio. And for our quote of the week, I love this one. It's from uh, George Foreman. It's the question isn't at what age I want to retire. It's at what income. 
And that's what we do right here at America's Retirement Headquarters. We appreciate you taking time to tune in again this week. We're here on Toledo's largest talk station each and every week uh, here on 1370 WSPD. If you want to get a replay of the show, just jump over to our YouTube channel. Uh, we're on all the podcasts. Again, type in America's Retirement Headquarters. Just remember, when you think retirement, think America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.